Hey family, you're tuning in to the Jimmy Bonds podcast on Philadelphia Radio. Pardon any technical difficulties as we are recording live on the Zoom platform. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy. Lights, camera, action. Some people thought I quit and I ain't giving satisfaction. From a different era, writing rhymes up on napkins. What you had to say was more important, man, than traffic. Yeah, I'm talking back to speaking the contemporary. What's good, family, and welcome to another episode of Jimmy Bonds Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. This episode is sponsored by Major Flavor Catering. I'm your host, Jimmy Bonds, along with my co-host, Ty T.Y. What's good, Ty? How you feeling? All good in the neighborhood, live from the 215. Live from the 215. And you know, I can't forget my other co-host, lovely Miss T with the T, back for the season. What's up, T? How you doing? I'm back. I know I'm feeling great. I can't wait. Listen, you know I'm happy to have her back. She's been gone for a little bit, but she's back, so I'm really excited. But listen, family, you can call us with your comments and questions at 844-844-1244. Again, it's 844-844. 844-1244. You can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. Again, it's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. That's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. And remember, family, follow us on Instagram at jimmybondspodcast, on Twitter at podcastbonds. Also on Facebook, you can follow us on the Jimmy Bonds Podcast Facebook group. Make sure you join the Facebook group. We can continue to open the dialogue. Moving right along, family. Tonight, we are continuing our supporting black business series that we did last year and i am happy and humbled to be joined by a brother with a very very diverse background family you know we always like to give a little you know intro to our guest so i want to give you a little bit of background for him family we're gonna get right into it he is a vet who has served eight years in the army two years of deployment to afghanistan he has numerous achievements in the army such as being awarded the global medal of terrorism service medal army achievement medal and the nato medal just to name a few He is a graduate of the Global Love Institute, which is the leading matchmaking institute in the world. He has revolutionized the matchmaking industry by using numerology and culture as a base to accompany his drive to help people find life partners. He is also based out of my home, my home, the DMV. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for my brother, Uwa Yusurbo. Thank you, my man. Thank you so so much for being here. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Did Did I pronounce that good? Man, that, 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 that was right there. Oh, no, 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 listen, so, so from, from this point on, from this point on, we're going to make sure we say it right. We're going to make sure we say it right. So okay. give me give me the correct pronunciation again. Uwa Jasurabo. Uwa Jasurabo. Remember the name, family. Uwa Jasurabo. Uwa, that, listen, man, thank you for coming on, bro. <laughs> thank you for joining us, man. I'm telling Absolutely. you. It's, thank you for having me, man. Thank you Oh, man, me. like, you know, sometimes people come on and, like, you know, you never know what people's story are you never know what they you know what their background is but your background was so diverse it's so interesting so different you know what i mean like it's yeah. you know i know we're doing supporting black business and i think that's important that's definitely a base but mm-hmm. i also thought that your story you know i feel like even in business it's kind of like an art you know what i mean so it might not be an artist spotlight be a bit you know it's spotlighting your business but the art of what you do and how you do it, particularly with numerology and, you know, and matchmaking. Like, it's it's different. It's completely different than what people are used to. So, you know, tell me a little bit about what made you want to get started in the matchmaking. Oh, uh, so this is a question I get a lot. And there isn't one answer. There's actually three different answers. The first answer or the first way I would answer it is personal experience for selfish purposes. So mm. I've been married once. That ended in divorce, but I walked away from that failed marriage kind of um, disenfranchised and jaded about marriages and relationships in general. However, at my core, I'm a hopeless romantic and I'm a problem solver, right? I believe every problem has a solution. It's simply a matter of finding the right equation, the right formula, whatever, right? So around the same time, the millionaire matchmaker was really big on TV. I had to make a decision for myself. Am I going to allow this person in this failed experience to basically stop me from finding love again? Or do I want to find love and get married again? And I decided I wanted to do that. But the next time I do it, there has to be a better, safer, smarter, more effective, efficient way of doing this. So around the same time, you know, the matchmaker, um, me and the matchmaker was really big on TV. 
And then I got introduced to numerology around the same time. Mm. So once I broke my numbers down and saw how accurate it was, I naturally wanted to break down my ex-wife to understand, you know, what was going on there. Once I broke all those numbers down and I saw how accurate it was, I literally became obsessed with numerology. Like I wanted to break down people's numbers. I would literally sit and watch people walk by and try to guess what their numbers are. Mm. Just, you know, because it became that much of a passion for me. So, so I started thinking about how I could combine these two things because no one, as far as I knew, was using numerology as part of their matchmaking process. Nah. Um, nah. So I knew that if I could do that, I would have a really interesting niche in the market. I'm also a first generation immigrant from Nigeria. Yes. Um, I came over to America when I was seven. So in a lot of ways, I'm trapped between two cultures, if that makes sense, right? So I say I specialize in working with first and second generation immigrants because as an immigrant, there are all kinds of challenges that you face, right? Um, specifically the question of assimilation. How much do you assimilate into your new culture, right? And that answer is different for all of us. For some of us, we try to hold on to you know our traditions and, and ways of living. For others, we come to America, whatever country it is that you're you know, immigrating to, and they completely embrace that culture. But I think most of us are somewhere in the middle like me. Like I said, I was seven when I came to America. And in a lot of ways, I was too African to be accepted into the African-American community. Mm-hmm. But in a lot of ways, I've spent most of my life in America. So when I go back home to Nigeria, I'm almost too American, right? Mm, so I'm trapped yeah. between two cultures. So for me, when it comes to relationships, um, the person that I think that I need to be with obviously has to speak to both sides of of who I am, right? So I started thinking how many people are like me, whether Nigerian, Cameroon, Ghana, Puerto Rican, Dominican, whatever, right? Do you simply go for somebody who is from the exact same culture or do you go with somebody who is from a different culture, but in many ways complements who you are? Right. And a lot of people don't realize how much culture influences who you are. Right. Especially when it comes to a marriage or relationships, it influences your views on gender roles. It influences your views on how you manage finances, uh, parents and all types of things. Right. So the goal was I wanted to create something that really spoke to the needs of people like myself. Yo, you know, sometimes you meet people and you say, man, they probably got into it to make some money. You know, uh-huh. that, that, you know, we all make start business to get into making money. <laughs> yeah. You know, from listening to what you're saying and, and how you really broke it down, really like what, what your passion, it sounds like more, it's more of a passion because, Absolutely. you know, it's not just like I, I want to get up and go to work. It's more of a passion to get people or assist people to find their life partners. And, you know, I'm, I'm listening to you break this down and it's like, yeah, you're talking about a very intricate, important demographic of America. Mm-hmm. That a lot of times, even in matchmaking, is not focused on. A lot of times, you think of matchmaking, you think of American matchmaking. They don't, they don't do it. You know, it's, you know, let's let's go sit around a table and 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 fat and, and you know, fast date or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not thought of the way that you really just broke it down. I felt looking, you know, reading your background, I was like, you know what? This is exactly what people need in terms of just anybody. Anybody could could find. The truth, the truth, you know, the, the type of partner they want to have mm-hmm. using your philosophy, using your your input, using your your tools. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm blown away by it. First of all, I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, I'm blown away by the, the numerology and, and the matchmaking and the idea of it. It's like I'm, I'm really just like, yo, I'm, hey, man, it's, it's completely different. And then you talked about the niche within within the market. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I find that what you're talking about within the niche within the market is it's true. Not many people would even think to even, you know, approach matchmaking in this manner. You know, I find it like, you know, hey, I, I, I got to give you applause. Like, you know, definitely, brother, like, <laughs> you know, definitely. Like, I, th- I think that's a, that's a very beautiful thing. You know what I mean? You Thank know, I, I listen, I, I'm I'm blown away. You know, I'm, I'm going to take a minute. I'm, I'm going to sit back. I'm going to let Ty ask some questions. Because okay. I'm, I'm, you know, I got to get myself together. Man. I'm, I'm really feeling it. I'm really, okay. really feeling okay. it. Really feeling it. <laughs> Go ahead, Ty, do your thing, bro. Jump in there, man. Ooh, how are you doing this evening, man? How you doing, man? How you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm glad right. to be good here to with meet you guys. You. Okay, it's good to meet you. Good to meet you. Um, a question that I have: Your experience as an intelligence analyst, how much of a role does that play in your matchmaking? Okay. First of all, I'll say that 
um, the job requires a top secret clearance, right? Um, which is the highest security clearance you can have, you know, in the United States military. Okay, so the job of the intelligence analyst basically is to analyze information and turn it into actionable intelligence and then brief your commanders or decision makers so they can make informed decisions, right? Um, so I like to summarize it as be, know, and do, right? So essentially, Whatever area of operation we're in, say Afghanistan, Iraq, whatever it is, my two deployments went to Afghanistan. Whatever our area of responsibility is, it's my job to know all the players that are that are operating in that area. So is it the Taliban? Is it Al-Qaeda? What groups are they? Because they have different motivations. What types of attacks do they conduct? What type of weapon systems do they use? Then before we actually launch a mission, right, we plan, we do war games. And then my job is to play the role of the enemy. So when the commander says, hey, we're going to land helicopters here, we're going to go into this building and capture, you know, high value target. My job is to play the role of the enemy. Well, how am I going to react when I see these helicopters coming? So how does that translate to, um, to matchmaking? So first of all, we have to go to school for nine months in um, Fort Huachuca, Arizona, where they teach you many different skills, but specifically as it relates to matchmaking, how to find and gather information on people. Right, so you can kind of sound like a, a, a private investigator, if you will. <laughs> um, the second thing is to how to take that information and create a picture or a profile, kind of like an FBI profiler, right? So my job is what I want to do is I want to get into inside your head and know what makes you tick. What are you a assertive person? Are you laid back? Are you affectionate? Are you ambitious? all these types of things, right? Do you work well with a team or are you more kind of like the lone wolf? So that, that's how that's translated into the matchmaking business. A lot of times um, when I do initial consultations with people, what I find is that, and I'm sure you, you see this in regular dating anyway, whether it's dating apps or in general, but people often bring you their, their representative. They don't yeah. show you who they really are in the beginning, right? So yeah. my job is to weed through all the, the BS and the false answers and then really get to the meat and potatoes. Okay. Now, the Global Love Institute. Mm -hmm. This is my first time hearing about it. Can you yeah, explain it to me? Yeah, I, I've never heard of that myself. Global Love, I, and it was one of the, the biggest ones in the world for matchmaking. I'm like, whoa, well, hold yeah, on, wait a minute. I've never heard of that this? one. Yeah, um, so they're actually headquartered in New York. They were initially the Matchmaking Institute of New York, but they recently rebranded in the last year or so. It was founded by Lisa Clampett. She's a very big matchmaker. And one of the um, instructors that a lot of you probably know would be Patty Stanger from the Millionaire Matchmaker. She actually was a student and um, taught with them as well. Now, am I pronouncing this correctly? Oduware Matchmaking? Correct. Oduware Matchmaking. Oh, right. he, said, he said it to me last night too. He was like, "Yo, he, look, look at the website, Jimmy. It, it says Oduwari." I was like, "Yo, that's what it says, Oduwari." No yeah. doubt. Does, does Oduwari have a have a special meaning? Does yeah, I'm about to see it. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so like I said, I'm from Nigeria. Um, on on my mother's side, I'm from the Isoko tribe, and on my father's side, I'm from the Benin and Edo tribe. And Oduwari is actually um, Benin. And what it means is road to wealth or road to prosperity. But actually my first name, Uwa, is short for Oduare. Two reasons why I picked it. Um, I've always been fascinated by people who were able to launch their own businesses and literally, you know, create something out of nothing, right? So when you study a lot of the, you know, when you study a lot of these people who have been there, done that, one of the things they tell you is, one, don't pick a job or a business based on how much money it makes you. Figure out that thing that you love to do, meaning I wake up in the morning, I can't wait to talk about it or do it. Once you figure out what that is, find a way to make money doing it and you'll never work a day in your life. And number two, attach your name to your business, right? Because it becomes a representation and an extension of you. It's in my best interest to always put 100% into my business because However, that business is represented out there. It's a direct representation of me. So those are the two reasons I chose that name. I think that's right. dope. I think that's super dope. I think that's yeah. That's yeah. That's real right there. That's you know they 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 say where the where do names come from? You know what I mean? How do you come up with your business name or something of that nature? And a lot of times people want to you know connect it to themselves in some kind of way, but. I, I definitely thought I would have never guessed that that came from your name originally as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. To 
to really Im, Im, you know implement yourself into your business really a hundred percent I think I think it's dope you know I love the name I think it's unique I think it's something that you know it's easy to pronounce it's easy for people to really grab gravitate towards you know what I mean so sister T I know you got some questions over there go ahead throw some questions at Ua. Hi how are you? What's going on what's going on? It's so weird because when I was on my like little hiatus like just not here. I actually looked up. I looked up numerology, and I actually found my number. I'll tell you that on break. Okay. Um, that, but now my beginning. I'm meeting you. Yay! It's meant to happen. <laughs> <laughs> it was meant to happen. Exactly. So I have a two-parter. Okay. One, how did you get introduced to numerology? And two, if you were not introduced, do you think that you would still be a matchmaker? Would you be able to u- utilize something else to do this task? Um, obviously, yes. I think, uh, the second part of the question first. Um, so yes, I think ultimately I would still be a matchmaker. Um, so this kind of goes into the original question that I believe Jimmy asked, you know, why I decided to become a matchmaker. There were three reasons. Um, so I gave you the personal experience, but the second one is, I believe it's my assignment, right? I'm a very spiritual person. And I believe that every single one of us has an assignment, a reason why God has created us and put us on this earth, right? And you don't get to decide what your assignment is, right? You discover what your assignment is. And how that happens is when you can sit back and actually take stock and inventory of all your life experiences, you start to see themes and patterns that emerge, right? So for me, like I said, I've always been a hopeless romantic. Even as a child, my father would take us to the library, I think it's like seven, eight years old and drop us off while he went to work. Um, and we would have to read books and then, you know, do like a book report on it. So initially what I was drawn to was like thrillers and mysteries, but I quickly realized that my favorite part of those thrillers was the love interest. And before I knew it, I started gravitating towards romance novels, which is something a lot of guys won't tell you, you know. Then when it comes to like movies and stuff like that, like the playoffs are going on right now. I'm a huge LeBron James fan, so I'm upset he's eliminated, but that's a whole nother yeah, conversation. He's gone, he's gone now. Yeah, that's a whole nother conversation, man. So just imagine game seven, you know, LeBron, Kevin Durant, Michael Jordan going for that game winning shot, right? How everybody's on the edge of their seat. I'm the same way when it comes to sports, but that same feeling, I get that when I watch romance movies, right? The Notebook, you know, I don't care what movie it is, even though we've seen the script a thousand times, you know, at the end of the movie where the guy like, you know, chases the girl down at the airport, you would flop. I, I'm on the edge of my seat every time. So regardless of whether I got exposed to numerology or not, I was going to be in this in this career field somehow. Yeah. Right. Because every time I match somebody up or I help people through, you know, the dating and um, coaching aspect, it's like I'm literally living in that movie. So I, I enjoy what I do. Okay, so now this is where it's going to get interesting. You already know I got an interesting uh, background. I'm, I'm a first-generation immigrant. I'm a military veteran. But um, I don't know if it's in the bio, if you guys are aware of this, but I'm also a convicted felon, right? Now, now I'm, I'm going to tell you, Ooh, I, you kind of, I, I heard about this. I got a very <laughs> told me about this. Yeah, but I'm, I'm glad that, you, that you're willing to share with us. I don't mean to interrupt, but go, go ahead. Tell us what's going on. Absolutely. It, it's, 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 it's part of my story, and I don't think it's something that, I should run from or that anybody should run from, right? Because at the end of the day, we all make mistakes or bad decisions, right? I'm gonna say a bad decision because a mistake implies I didn't know what I was doing. A bad decision, I knew what I was doing. So personal responsibility. So this goes back to the original question of how and why I became a matchmaker. So back in 2012, um, I was in the military. I met my ex-wife on a dating app. relationship progressed very quickly within three months we moved in together within six months we were married and then about the nine month mark the relationship was over um and it ended up with me getting put in handcuffs and going to prison and here's why it wasn't domestic violence or anything like that so um i was the sole breadwinner i didn't take enough time obviously to get to learn her and vet her to make sure that that was the right person we went off of just the physical attraction and the connection. And what ended up happening is I didn't realize, I knew what narcissists and sociopaths were based on you know the book instructions, but I'd never been around one. So when I got into this relationship, it became very toxic. So it got to the point where we had some financial struggles. Long story short, we devised a, a scheme to, I guess you would call it a robbery, um, but really it was, a, it was an inside job. She knew the p- person that worked there. 
and we set it up to look like it was a robbery. Anyway, um, we committed the crime, um, got away with it. I don't say that to brag, but just to provide context. So got away with it. Um, about a month later, I found out that my wife was cheating on me. So I had always told her, like, I could forgive just about anything, but if you give what belongs to me to another man, I can never look at you the same. So when I tried to break up with her, she tried to blackmail me. So she said, yeah, 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 yeah. She said, um, if you don't give me a chance to work it out, that must mean that you already have somebody else, right? So if you don't give me a chance to work it out, I'll call the police and tell them what you did. So my natural, yeah, yeah. So my natural reaction is, well, hold on. One, we did this together. So why would you tell on yourself? Two, I could see if I was emotionally, verbally, physically abusive, or you know, a, a, a horrible husband or boyfriend. If anything, I went above and beyond to try to upgrade you, right? When everybody in my circle was telling me run, I chose to stay and fight with you. So it makes no sense. Anyway, an hour later, um, the police showed up at my door and you know, she gave them a nine and a half page statement and gave them details that only somebody involved would know about. She conveniently left herself out of it and told them that, you know, I did it by myself and then I told her everything afterwards. So as you can imagine, like this is kind of like a mind, you know. So um, I ended up going to prison for eight years, six months and three days. Wow. So the first two years while I was fighting the case, um, as you can imagine, it was kind of like going through withdrawal, right? On one hand, I'm still in love with this person and I can't understand how and why they did what they did. On the other hand, there's a lot of anger and how do I get even, you know what I mean? So it got to the point where I said, okay, I don't want to have this negativity in me anymore because at the end of the day, forgiveness is not for the other person, it's for you, right? Because you sitting here angry, upset, that person is going on living their life, not thinking about you. So what I did was I said, before every meal, I'm gonna pray for her that she has a roof over her head and that she has a meal and that she's safe. Not that we get back together or anything like that, but I knew that if I got to the point where I can say that prayer, and I meant it, I would truly be over her. So when I started doing that was when I also got introduced to numerology. So I'm someone who's, I guess you would say a, a sapiosexual. I, I'm a very intellectual person. So I like, I'm a, I'm a news junkie. I like politics. Um, I like things that stimulate the mind, right? And when you're in jail or prison, a lot of people wanna watch uh, first 48 and you know what I'm saying? Like you're locked up watching other people get locked up. Yeah. So yeah. I would just like disconnect. Um, but I happened to have another buddy in there who was a military veteran. And he said, well, I noticed you're not into all of this. So I got a really good show that you'll like. So he turned me on to a radio show called Coast to Coast AM. Um, it's a four hour show. Uh, you, you, you see Ty, you see Ty over there. Ty over there. Look at Ty, look at Ty. Go ahead, Ty. Yeah. So um, I got hip to Coast to Coast AM. You know, they talk about everything from UFOs to government conspiracies, everything. So anyway, um, one night they had a lady on there, Glennis McCants, AKA the numbers lady. Um, and she was breaking down people's numbers. And as she explained how she got into numerology and how accurate it was, like I literally jumped up out of my sleep and was like, I need to look into numerology. It was one of those synchronicity moments, right? I've always been into astrology and all these other things, but astrology to me was somewhat accurate, but not 100%, right? So I'm a Leo and Leos are supposed to be flamboyant. I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm laid back. So once I got the book and actually started breaking my numbers down, it explained so much to me. And it was like an aha moment. So yeah, that's how I got into numerology. Hopefully. That didn't, you know, open up another can of worms. <laughs> what? what? It, it didn't open up another can of worms. What? Are you nah, kidding? Go ahead, go ahead, go like, ahead. Are you, are you I, I kidding you, I'm, me? I, 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 I mean, I embrace the listen, smoke. No, uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you're certainly right. Yeah, you know, I, I'm you're not definitely not ashamed of your story. It is your story. It's definitely something that you have seemed to, you know, make sure that people understand about you. Mm -hmm. But I, I mean, I am absolutely blown away. First of all, just what happened to you? That's that, that to me, like that, that to me, I mean, I don't know if I could, if I could ever, they, they say forgive, but I don't know if I could ever forgive somebody for doing something like that. I don't know. I got, it would take me a while. It would take mm -hmm. me some, some, like, seriously, it would take me a long time to really forgive somebody for doing that. But just the fact that you actually had that experience, went to prison mm -hmm. and, and found a way to, to elevate yourself to another level in that, in that environment. You know what I mean? And then come out and use it for your benefit 
you know, it, it's absolutely amazing. Now you said something earlier that, you know, I, I don't know a lot of people know I, that, that I have really been orthodox to since I was a kid mm -hmm. was that we all have a purpose. Right. You know, we all come to this, we all were born, we all have, have a calling, something that we're supposed to be doing. My mother taught me this since I was a kid. Like, you have a calling. You might not know what it is now, but you will find out, you know? To really hear 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 it come back, you know, I'm listening to you. I'm, I'm just sitting here dumbfounded, like, wow, like, this is amazing. I'm more, I'm, I feel like it's, it's something that people don't even, it's hard for them to grasp that idea, you know? It's hard for them to even have kind of like the... Like, I guess it's out of body in a sense, you know what I mean? Like you step, you step outside yourself in a minute, you know, you're not, you're not natural anymore as far as human, you're more spiritual when you have to have that kind of forgiveness, you're more spiritual when you have to have that kind of drive to keep going. To commend you would be uh, like belittling it, you know what I mean? It would, <laughs> it would make it so like, hey, yeah, I'll commend you for doing that, hey, you know, whatever. But I mean, we all hear about second chances and to hear your story and to hear what you turned it into, yeah. man, brother, like, man. Brother, thank you, man. Thank you. Like really, bro. Like really, seriously. No, listen. <laughs> you know, I, I I know we got many more questions for you. We got. Okay. I'm sure we got a lot more to talk about. I'm sure we might even open that can of worms again. Just you know, I, I don't mind. I don't mind. I, I'm sure, but you know, listen, family. This this brother, my man, always dropping some very serious jewels tonight on this podcast. And I'm really happy and I'm really excited. I think the team feels the same way. Yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm, feeling <laughs> I'm feeling this. Well, listen, family, you want to call us with your comments or question? Remember, you call us at 844-844-1244. Again, it's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. Again, it's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. That's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. You will listen to the Jimmy Bonds Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Michael from Upper Darby. This is Jimmy's Ball Podcast on every Radio. It's here, the second season of the Jimmy Bonds Podcast. So far, we had the artists sing, Chels from Miami, Clinton Yates from ESPN, MCN, Oduware Matchmaker, and with more great interviews and topics to come, you won't be missing it, man. I'm telling you, this is what it's hitting for right here. The Jimmy Bonds Podcast. Starring the lovely co-host, Tia with a T, and myself, the OG, T.Y. The Rama. And of course, the man that never sleeps from Good Hope Road with a record of 26 and 0. All by knockout, Jimmy Bonds. Just tell him to wait a minute. I got to go to the restroom real quick. I'll be right back. Ooh, that Mrs. Jenkins macaroni and cheese sure does get to me. Oh, Lord. I don't know if I can just handle this stuff no more. She can oh, good God. I'm, eating. I'm not eating no more her macaroni and cheese. I can't take it. I got a congregation to tend to, and I'm sitting here. Oh, gosh. What's that? You say what? My mic is on. Oh, Lord. Welcome back to the Jimmy Bonds Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. We thank you for listening. Remember, family, you can call us at 844-844-1244. Again, it's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. Again, it's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. That's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com and welcome back to jimmy bonds podcast from Philadelphia radio now family again we are doing our supporting black business series this has turned into probably something completely different however we're still going to focus on business but family we are joined by my man ua from oh my god man i'm i'm i'm, I'm still a little messed up from the story i, I just gotta get myself together because <laughs> because you know it, it's tough. Anyway, my man Ua from Oduwari Matchmaking Family. He is a matchmaker. He is he is an intellectual. He is he's insightful. He is he helps you find your your life partner. But he does it in many different ways. But his main base is numerology and culture, culture based really. Ua, you have you know you were just sharing some stories with us on on the last segment. And Ty wanted to ask you a question. Ty, go ahead, man. Make sure you ask the question, bro. Yes, Ua. So when you were going through that situation at that time, 
and you was at that point where you knew you wasn't going back to your ex. I mean, did you feel as though you had to unlearn some of the things that you have learned up to that point? Do you have to like deconstruct your mental and then reconstruct yourself and build your temple? You see what I'm saying? If that makes sense? I, I, I'll say no. Um, so when I, when I tell people that, you know, I'm a convicted felon, um, I also tell them it's single-handedly the worst thing that ever happened to me and also the best thing that ever happened to me. I say it's the worst thing, obviously, because of, you know, the time I lost, um, career, all of that. But I say it's the best thing that happened to me because it gave me the time and perspective to really figure out who I am, right? So my whole life, I've always felt like I was meant for something great. I just never knew what it was, right? So one of the reasons I went into the military was like, okay, this was supposed to be a stepping stone until I can figure out what it is. I was always drawn to psychology. I was drawn to political science, um, anthropology, but I couldn't figure out how to put all these things together. One of the things about prison is, or jail period, is that it forces you to, um, to come to grips with who you are. Have you ever watched an episode of The Walking Dead? Or any of, the, yeah, any of those like zombie TV shows or yeah. zombie movies. So to me, the most interesting thing in those shows is not the zombies, but what happens to human beings in terms of when society breaks down, right? People that we never thought would commit crimes all of a sudden become warlords and things like that. So prison essentially is like an environment in itself, right? So you always hear the, the, the saying, it separates the boys from the men, right? In, in many different ways. So one of the things in prison is that a lot of people think that you either have to be a predator or you have to be prey. For me, it's like, I don't feel like I need to prey on anybody, but at the same time, I'll never let anyone impose their will on me, right? Which is a very unique thing to find in prison. So a lot of times I found myself in situations where my principles were tested, right? So I'll give you an example. Um, one of the first times I realized I was in, in a really... I was in a different world. We're not in Kansas anymore. I watched a fight between two guys. Um, but within two minutes, the fight was over. One guy was knocked out bleeding. The other guy just kept stomping on him. And my initial reaction was, all right, it's over, it's done. But everybody around me is laughing and cheering them on. That was the first time I realized like, okay, maybe <laughs> the, the mentality is a little different here. You know what I'm saying? Me caring about that person's life would be perceived as weakness by everyone else. Right, so there are all these situations like that where your principles, your morals are questioned. And that's one of the things I'm really proud of is I walked out of there still the same person I am, if not better, right? So to answer your question, I don't think I necessarily had to um, deprogram or relearn things, but it just reaffirmed a lot of things for me, who I am, right? So in, in, in the situation with me being able to forgive her, I was raised Christian, even though I, I say I don't have a particular religion, but whenever I talk about spiritual things, I always refer back to Christianity as my foundation. There's a story in the Bible about Joseph, right? He, he has a vision from God, he's supposed to rule over his brothers or whatever, but they end up selling him as a slave to Egypt. And he goes through all these trials and tribulations. And then, you know, years later, the brothers appear in front of him and he tells them like, hey, it's me. And they beg for forgiveness. And he's like, you don't have anything to, to be forgiven for. You didn't send me here. God sent me ahead to prepare the way for you. So it's all a matter of perspective, right? So for me, as long as I always had that moral compass or that spiritual foundation, it's like an anchor, you know? So it doesn't matter which way the wind blows. It may shift left or right. But at the end of the day, I'm solid in who I am. Okay. Uh, one quick question, one quick question. I was told to run too. Should I? <laughs> it depends. What's her numbers? What's her birthday? Uh, okay. <laughs> listen, I, I don't uh, listen. When, any, when I'm feeling, when I'm feeling, I'm gonna talk offline. I didn't even go. I didn't even go put this on the air. I didn't go put it on the air. It ain't no reason for me to put it out there because okay. I might get in trouble on the So I listen. I got no problems as it is. I can't even go there right now. I'm talking. Okay, Ty, you, you already started sometime. You already started time. But listen, uh, <laughs> well, listen, man. So I'm I'm born and raised in DC. All right. okay. I am a native Washingtonian. You know? right. So when I found, when first of all, I looked at your phone number, I was like, oh, look at my brother from, I know where he's from, 240. I know exactly where that is, right? So, I, you know, tell me how 
you know, a lot of people who are not from DC don't know a lot about the DMV area, how much it is a melting pot. That's what I read mm-hmm. in the press release. It is a melting pot of different cultures. It's Ethiopian, it's it's Latino X, it's you know, black American, it's it's all types of different, you know, quote white people as well as well, but it's just so many different cultures. How has being in the DMV as a base assisted your business? Like how has how has that base been? Has how has it helped you elevate your business, help you expand? Um, it, it's been great because it's exactly <laughs> the target market I'm looking for, right? So I'll give you an example. My next door neighbor on my left is from El Salvador. My next door neighbor behind me is from, I want to say the Caribbean islands. So, <laughs> oh, okay, we got the Caribbean, okay. <laughs> um, so DC is a, is, a, is a really intense melting pot. Um, I would say the only other place that either rivals it or you know, surpasses it is maybe um, Toronto. Um, I know they have a really huge melting pot up there. Yeah. But here in, in the DMV, you can find uh, people from Nigeria, Ghana, Cameroon. Um, you have a lot of El Salvadorians, Mexicans, uh, Dominicans. Um, when you go over to like the Virginia side, you have Indians, Pakistanis, Ethiopians. A lot of Ethiopians are like on the Virginia and DC side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a really diverse melting pot. So the exact people that I was looking for in terms of people who I guess can identify with my unique experiences when it comes to dating, you know, cross-culturally, they're everywhere. As soon as I walk out the door, I I meet a potential client. (laughs) Um, And so one of the things I wanted to do was, even though I don't limit myself to focusing on just one area, one of the things I wanted to do is kind of create something special for the DMV area, right? Because being from the DMV, I'm really in tune with, 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 the, with the vibe of the city, right? So part of what we do as matchmakers is not only putting the best matches together in the beginning, but we also kind of coach you through the process. And depending on you know how in-depth into it you want to get, we actually help plan dates for people. It behooves me to know the best areas and activities in the area. <laughs> Oh just yeah, to it. So oh, yeah. It, it, it's just it, it works out perfectly. Oh yeah, and and Todd, you know, you know, being being a male, you know, women in women in DC are a completely different like place, yeah. like completely different aura, completely different energy, completely different everything than than from Philly. You know what I mean? Not that Philly yeah. women are bad and DC women, you know, it's, no, it's not like that. Like DC women, there is something completely different about them. And I can attest to that <laughs> from growing up there. I can attest to that from dating down there. I can attest to that from just all the experiences I had growing up in DC. Like I love my city. I love my home. I definitely do it. It's changed over the years since I left. I mean, everything you're saying is so true about it. Like it is, you can walk outside and meet somebody, meet somebody from a whole different country, like all the time. Like all the time. I mean, look, I went to an international school crying out loud. I went to school with kids from all over the world. Like so, you know, I, I went to Washington International School up in Cleveland Park. I was able to have a, a plethora of different, you know, interactions with people from all over the world, and it really makes you fit. It really makes you well more well-rounded as a person, and it really makes you think outside the box as far as like what you can do, what you can achieve, with the connections you can make. Like I just feel like you know sometimes you get in cities like Philly has a real I'm from Philly, DC has a I'm from DC, but you can see the 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 the, the the lanes and the, and the tentacles that that go into yeah, that city. Yeah, yeah, you're five minutes away from yes, from everything. Like you can yeah. be, you can, I can be in Virginia and be in Southeast in 15 minutes. You know what I mean? So it's like it's it's so easy. I can be in Virginia, and be in Maryland in, in a half hour. You know what I mean? So you can really, you're really connecting so many different areas and 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 cultures in one. You know what I mean? So I. I was really digging that, you know, first of all, of course I'm home, you know, I'm, I'm going yeah, to yeah, home, home you know, but, but I was really digging how just your business and the, and the geographical demographic that you have, I thought that I was, it was just intriguing to say like, yo, that's, that's really smart. You know what I mean? It's a really, really smart move. <laughs> a good businessman would think that, yo, look where I'm at. I'm, this is perfect. You know what I'm saying? See, <laughs> go ahead, sis. I know you got some more questions. Go ahead and ask me some more questions over here. So you know how they do like the 80-20 rule? What is your 80-20 rule? Because the first time I heard that was on a movie. And I'm like, hold on, that is because you said you're 80-20. So is it the kind of the same? 
Okay, so for me, the 80-20 rule um, goes back to Tyler Perry's um, Why yeah. Did I Get Married? Yeah. Uh-huh. So we all have this um, perfect image or idea of who it is that we're meant to be with. And a lot of times we find somebody who checks off almost every one of those boxes. But being the people that we are, we keep looking over across the yard, you know, looking for something better or somebody who has that 20% as well as the 80. So what happens is people leave the 80 pursuing the 20 thinking this person has 100%, right? So now you're stuck with this person who only, you know, has 20% of what you're looking for. So now you you put yourself in a position where you lost a good thing, long story short. You had a good thing, but you were you, you got greedy. So one of the things that I really love doing um, with technology is, is providing clarity, right? So based on the numbers, I can tell you the dynamics of each relationship. So let's say you're dating two, two guys or two women, right? And you're not sure who's the better fit or you know who am I compatible with. By taking your date of birth, I can break the numbers down and I can tell you what the dynamic is. So once you understand the dynamic, now it, it puts it in, in, in measurable terms, you know, why this person is so valuable to me, right? So for example, if you are someone who needs your, for example, a seven birthday, sevens are very spiritual and need lots of time alone and don't like or need a lot of people. So a lot of times people will, will complain, they never know what a seven is thinking. So if you're someone who doesn't like to talk a lot, right? You don't want to be matched up with someone who's a talker, right? So, <laughs> so these, these little things make a difference. So by breaking the numbers down, I'm able to put into perspective for them and say, okay, here's why this person is the better match for you versus this person. And here's how they compliment you. And here's the challenges as well. Super dope. Yeah, that's that's what's up. Hey, hey um, T, what's, what's your number? You said your number's what, eight? Yes. What what is what does eight mean? What's a what's the eight? Is that your your life path or your date of birth? Because it makes a difference. Um, date of birth. I couldn't figure out how to do the life path, but I got the date of birth. That was simple math. <laughs> I, I I would ask you your birthday, but I don't want you to put that on 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 TV. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. So um, you just had a birthday, right, T? No, it's coming up. Oh, that's right. Well, no, that's right. It's coming yeah. up real soon. Real soon. Okay, yeah, my bad, my bad. Weeks. Let's not mention it. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Going older. Okay. okay I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so the eight, um, whether it's in the life path or on the birthday, um, the eight is known as the executive. Money uh, is a major issue, meaning from a very early age, eights are terrified of being broke and not being able to provide for themselves or their loved ones for financially. So because of that the eights will have a thousand different hustles to make sure that there's always money coming in, right? Um, so How many jobs you got, T? It's, I sound like an eight. I got two. <laughs> going on a third. You got a point. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the biggest complaints that your, your partners will have of you in a relationship is they'll often complain that you're a workaholic. All you care about is work, 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 and making money. But from your perspective, it's like, I'm doing all of this to make sure that I can be a good provider, right? Um, because you, the eight always wants to feel secure for tomorrow. The eight is also the path of adversity, meaning nothing ever comes to you in life. Um, the analogy for an eight is if you were driving down the road and you were going five miles over the speed limit and somebody else was going 10 miles over the speed limit, you would be the one that got the ticket. It's just part of the reality of being an eight from a very early age, you're tested by adversity. But the trick is it's a blessing in disguise because adversity is the greatest catalyst for growth, right? So the greater your destiny and purpose is, the more that you have to be tested to be prepared for that. So in those downtimes, when you're going through those struggles, just remember that when you get to the top of the mountain, the reward is just as great and intense as the challenges that you have to overcome. That's why the ace makes such good CEOs, corporate lawyers, judges, because when everyone is panicking because the stock market is crashing, the ace like, man, this ain't nothing. I've been through worse than this, you know what I mean? For you, it's very upsetting when you see somebody um, who's down on their luck and they tend to take the victim mentality. It's like, look, I'm sorry that happened to you, but now you it's time to it. and, Yeah, uh, you gotta, let's go. Yeah, I might be eight too, T. Um, eight two. You're an eight two. 
Gotta do your numbers, Jimmy. You, don't mind, you can tell me your birthday and I, I'll break it down for you. My, my birthday is, is, is January 25th, 1980. January 25th? January 25th, 1980. We got the same birthday number. You have a seven birthday. Two plus five is seven. Right. Um, attitude number, you have an eight attitude. And you said what year? 80. Seven, eight, seven. Wow. Okay. You can't have a zero. Now, in numerology, um, essentially, okay. there are no double-digit numbers, right? Every double-digit number is a higher expression of one of the nine basic vibrations. Mm -hmm. right, let, me, let me start this way. For anybody who doesn't know what numerology is, it's essentially the same thing as astrology. There are two sides of the same coin. Astrology says that the position of the planets at the time of your birth will influence your personality, strengths, weaknesses, best relationships, all that. Numerology does the exact same thing except it uses the numbers from your date of birth, or to be more specific, the vibrations behind the numbers. Because at the end of the day, everything in the universe breaks down to vibrations. There are nine basic vibrations or energy forms. And then just like with the color scale, right? You have blue and red, but there are different shades of blue. You have midnight blue, sky blue, ocean blue. So in the same way, there's nine basic numbers or vibrations but every double digit number is a higher expression of one of the basic nine. So the way I come up with your, um, your birthday number is the day that you're born on. You're born on the 25th. Again, no double digit numbers. So we have to reduce it to a single digit vibration by adding it together. So two plus five is seven. So right. your birthday is a seven. We get your attitude number by adding the day plus the month. You're born in January which is the first month. So we add the number one to seven. You have an eight attitude. Now, how we get your life path number is we add the year to the day and the month. Um, you're born in 1980, which breaks down to an eight. So eight plus eight is 16, one plus six is seven. So you have a seven life path with a karmic debt behind it. Uh, eight attitude and a seven birthday. I'll cover what the karmic debt means later. I don't know how much time we have. We got time, brother. We got, listen, we, I, 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 I told you, this is kind of turned into like, you know, I, I'm going to let this go. Normally I try to put constraints on it, but you dropping some knowledge that I really can't even, can't even stop. Like we have to let you, just let you okay. speak, my friend. <laughs> we got to let you speak, my brother. Okay, so you have repeating sevens. Excellent career field for you that you're in. Because sevens, sevens are loners by nature. Um, sevens don't need a lot of people in their lives. And they're what we call thinking numbers, right? As a seven, you are obsessed with the question of who are we, why are we here, what's the meaning of life, right? The seven is looking for deep answers. So there's always a spiritual quality to the seven, not necessarily religious. And remember I told you I have a seven birthday and I was raised Christian, but as a child, I was one of those people that asked, well, how can Jesus and God be the same person? Or yeah. you know, all these little things. Yeah. So I went through a point in my life where I said, oh, there is no God. But really, I was just searching. So I looked into Christianity, Islam, Buddhism, astrology, you know, all these different things. And what I found is that every religion has some basis of truth in it, but it also has some, you know, BS. So if you think about it this way, right? If I wanted to be a doctor, and you wanted to be a doctor. You went to Harvard, I went to Yale, we both got our degrees. I wouldn't tell you you're not a real doctor because you went to a different school, right? But that's what we do with religion. Religions are man-made institutions that are supposed to develop the spirituality in man. But what we as people do is we get caught up on the religion and the traditions, right? If you pay attention in the Bible, at no point does Jesus ever say, oh, I belong to this religion or that religion, right? Yeah. He just happened to be born into the, the Jewish, you know, faith, you know, and that was part of his teaching, but he never advocated for a specific religion. And actually he had beef with, you know, the, the, the priest and the sadists because they had corrupted the teachings. Mm -hmm. That's the principal reason why they, they knocked them off mm -hmm. <laughs> because yeah. he was like, hold on, y'all, y'all are not doing what y'all supposed to do. You're flipping over tables, right? That's, that's, yeah. that's what the, yeah. right. exactly right. <laughs> so that is the, the energy of the seven. Even though the seven may not be into any specific religion, you are always interested in anything that has to do with esoteric or metaphysical things. Nature has a very common effect on you as well as water. So it's very important that you either live close to a body of water yeah. or whenever it's raining, just stop whatever you're doing and just watch the rain. 
Yeah. It's like it, it puts you in it in like your own little meditational trance. Yeah, that's the truth. Uh, sevens always feel different from everybody else. Um, I don't know how it plays out for you, but for me, I told you in a way I'm trapped between two cultures, right? Yeah. I'm too Nigerian to really be American. Yeah. Too American to go back home no, and be exactly. Seven. Yeah. So interesting enough, another person that has a seven, um, Drake, right? So in his music, he talks about how when he's in Canada with his mom's side of the family, which is white and Jewish, he's too black. When he comes down to Memphis with his father's side of the family, he's too white. <laughs> so there's always the element of um, being different when it comes to the seven. Yeah. So a lot of times sevens um, will have trouble establishing and maintaining you know, interpersonal relationships, right? That's why sevens don't like or need a lot of people in their lives. Even with their partners, it's not uncommon for a seven to sleep in a separate bedroom, not because you don't love that person, but you just need your own space to recharge and process your thoughts, right? The sevens and the twos are really in tune with the metaphysical side of life in the sense that you'll have dreams that come true, experience deja vu, yep. or just energy is a big thing for you. When you are around a large group of people, you know, a few hours of interacting is cool, but after that, all right, I need my space, right? <laughs> it's like I, I do music. So whenever I go do a show, I'm like, okay, did I perform yet? I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gone. I see y'all. Holler at me. Call me. Right? If you need me, call me. Because I just, yeah, I, no, I mean, you're hitting it on the nail. I am all of those things in a nutshell. I am very, I'm not antisocial, but I'm very much of a, a lone thinker. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Anybody would tell you that I don't need a lot to really survive. Like, I, I'm I, I have what I need. I got what I need. I got my mics. I got my, okay, we good. Let's go. You know what I mean? And, and, yeah. It's, it's it's the truth. I mean, you really, you're describing my whole personality without <laughs> me even having to, you know, try to really- Numbers work, Jimmy. I, I mean, numbers they work. do. It's, it's, it's true. Numbers and, you know, I, I noticed how you talked about the, 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 simple, the simple facet of it when you put people together, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? How you, how you use the numbers to find matches for people to, to coexist in better ways and find better life partners. I mean, I just, I think that's so key. Because yeah, sometimes kind of uh, so, like love languages, right? <laughs> no, it is. It is, man. It really, really is. You really have to have to understand it. And and the crazy thing about it is, imagine if a lot more people thought this way, how many more relationships would be saved? How many more lives would be different? You know what I mean? Like, like you said, I'm a, I'm a romantic like you are. I'm a I'm a hopeless romantic. I I love. I don't watch romance movies, but I love watching movies where, you know, people end up together. Yeah, but you like I, watching I, Baby Boy? Like, yeah, well, I mean, Baby Boy is a good movie. I, I'm just saying, like, Dirty Dancing. I mean, I probably watched that when I was a kid. I don't watch that. <laughs> but, but it, you know, it's 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 just it's a fascinating, eye-opening thing. You know what I mean? This isn't something people like. Hey, you know, whatever. I mean, no, it's the truth. Everything you described about the the type of person I am is exactly that no i don't need a lot i don't need to be sleeping in the same room all the time you know what i mean <laughs> like i'm just I'm putting my business out there i do not need to do a lot of things you know in order in order to really just keep moving you know what yeah. i mean and 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 I, I like you said i'm i'm often like the person that's like you know i can't do the woe is me i got to i got to be like yo let's get it you know I what i mean like go. let's go like forget all the forget all the bullshit let's go get it like cuz that's just that's just my my nature um, another thing with that eight too for you and Tiana is a lot of times people don't know how to take the eight, right? Because the, the energy of the eight is about power and authority. Then they say it's the politician's number, right? So the eight is such a black and white vibration that a lot of times you hurt people's feelings without trying to, right? Mm. Because all you know how to do is tell the truth. Mm. Right? So mm. I'm not like, if somebody says, hey, does this dress make me look fat? Like, I'm not gonna tell you what you wanna hear and then have you go out here and be embarrassed. I'd rather you be mad at me and I save you from getting made fun of out there. Right. But most people don't know how to take that. So they mm -hmm. look at the game and oh, you're so mean. But it's like, nah, I'm just, I'm giving it to you raw and uncut. So when that happens, just be aware of that and let them know like, hey, it's not coming from a negative place. I'm just trying to help you out. I don't know how to be anything but honest. I think I'm a three. I think, yeah. No, I'm what like number putting numbers that? together in my head. <laughs> Look, y'all have my number. You can text me your birthday <laughs> and I'll tell you what your numbers are. 
that's de definitely not. so family listen um yeah, I, I know i know everyone's sitting there like oh what's my number what's my number everybody listening what's my number i want to know my number is. <laughs> everybody I'm wants to know now. I'm, I'm listen he gonna i'm sure he's gonna disclose well, i don't want to put his business out there too much <laughs> but you know for business sake i will make sure I, that you can find him and mm -hmm. go give you his information and put and make sure you give him your birthday so you, <laughs> he can tell you your number and mm -hmm. you can figure it out for yourself if you know if you need to get your life together, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm playing. Listen, I'm playing. But, but, but honestly, like, no, but seriously, you no, know, no. But, but seriously, like, it really, it really, it's an eye opener. You know, sometimes I get on podcasts and I talk a whole lot and I say a lot of stuff and I got a lot to say. But, oh, you really, you really are doing the job for me tonight because yeah. I feel like what you're saying and how you're saying it and how you're breaking it down. It's articulate and it's also help. It helps me feel like, I, like yo, I'm not crazy. Like I, I, I know I've been thinking like this my whole my whole life, but but I know why I am the way I am. You know what I mean? And when you start putting numbers and vibrations and concepts together, I'm like, yo, that that's real. That's the truth. Like that's really no, that that's really it. So when you think about it in terms of matchmaking, it's like yeah, like you couldn't put an eight with a with a two. You know, it might not work out. You you might it just might not. You know, or you could you put we couldn't put a six with a nine. You know what I mean? Like it just <laughs> it just might not go together. So it's it's a very interesting like thing, and I'm sure a lot of people listening would be like, well, you know, probably talking to their mates. What number are you? <laughs> what, what now number everybody you? gonna be asking. <laughs> well, look, I'm listening. Maybe we should find out if, if, if we're compatible. Are we compatible? Are, are we gonna work? No more. We've been having so many problems. <laughs> that's that's something else that I do. Um, Outside of the matchmaking, I do the numerology readings for people, but I also do compatibility assessments. So if you are in a you know relationship and you want to know, hey, am I with the right person? Should I continue investing time and energy into this? Then I can you know give you some insight. Or you know if people are having some challenges and they're trying to figure out, well, should we stay in this marriage or not? We can break the numbers down and we can see like one or two challenges can be overcome but when you have three challenges it's like you're, you're wasting your time you know so it, it gives insight in that way but also with um not just in romantic relationships but your relationships with your children with your siblings your parents right or co-workers right numerology has so many different applications it's, it's it's crazy i'll give you an example one thing that uh michael jordan and kobe bryant have in common they both have what we call master number 11s, right? Which is the illuminator. They have repeating ones. And the one is all about being competitive. It's that killer instinct. Crazy enough, someone else that has the master number 11, Donald Trump. And when people wonder how he won, like when he says, oh, he, he looks at life as winners and losers, right? Same thing with Kobe Bryant, winners and losers. Either I'm taking that shot or, you know what I mean? <laughs> The, the numbers, the applications, it's crazy how many different applications there are. Let, let me leave it at that. <laughs> that. Yo, that's that's crazy. That's dope. It's interesting. It's mind-opening. It's mind-blowing. It's it's illuminating my thoughts right now, making me feel like I need to go look at this more in depth for myself. I need to go evaluate my, my own personal issues. <laughs> you know, I, I need to go figure out what's going on with me. And, and, and you know, I mean, you helped me understand some things, but I've always had questions about myself. Like, I don't, my, I have, I have three siblings. They never understood why I've always wanted to be like, all right, y'all go do you, and I'm gonna be yeah. over here. You know what I mean? Like, everybody else moved to Philly. I stayed in DC. Like, that's mm -hmm. like, that's just what it was me. It was just the way it was. You know. So I, I, I understand that I'm, I'm grasping it a little bit better now. You know what I mean? I'm. I'm now, thank you for that. That's, I think that's dope. I think that's super dope. I'm in the show right here. We want to thank y'all for listening to Jimmy Bond's podcast on Philadelphia Radio. Remember, you can call us with your comments or questions at 844-844-1244. Again, that's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. Again, it's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. That's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. And as always, family, remember, we are still in a COVID-19 pandemic, even though they tell you it's over. So please, please, please wear a mask, wash your hands, practice social distancing. You know, some of us are vaccinated, some of us are not. If you're not, I'm not going to hold it against you. Remember to tell your friends, your family, and your loved ones that you love them. Because you never know when you might get another chance to. So I'm in the show right there. We want to thank you. This is Jim Moss Podcast, Philadelphia Radio. I'm out. Peace.
Fam, that's going to wrap the show. We want to thank you for listening to Jimmy Bond's podcast on Philadelphia Radio. We ask you to leave your comments and questions at 844-844-1244. Again, that's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. That's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. Now, remember, family, we are still in a COVID-19 pandemic. So please, please, please remember to wash your hands, wear a mask, and practice social distancing. Also, remember to take nothing for granted and value every opportunity you have with your friends, your family, and your loved ones. For in these times, every moment is sacred. So until the next episode, you can find me on Go Hope Road, screaming, stay up, don't sleep in your dreams. I'm Jimmy Bonds, and I'm out. Fight on. Come on.